Hey, welcome to my basement, everybody. Man, I've got a special episode today. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has become one of the biggest streaming shows of the year, and I got to speak with Georges Saint-Pierre, who plays Batroc the Leaper in the show, as well as Kari Skogland, who is the director of the show. And it is uh, a real honor to be able to speak with these people. I can't wait to share these interviews with you. But first, I have to thank our sponsor, which is the Gaming Stadium. They are Canada's leader in online esports tournament facilitation. With tournaments going on every weekend, you don't want to miss out on the action. You can join up with them at tgs.gg. All right, let's get on with the interviews. Hi, Victor. How are you? Very good, yourself? Very good. Congratulations on uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. W what was it like to receive the call from Marvel that you were being brought back into the MCU? Well, it's a, it's a dream come true for me. Uh, I've been a fan of the franchise for a very, very long time, since I'm a kid. And um, when I did the Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I was mainly focusing on my career as a mixed, mixed martial art uh, competitor. But uh, I, re I took my, my retirement of the competition two years ago and a few months after they called. So the, the timing was just perfect. That's awesome. Are you ever going to wear the purple and gold outfit of Batroc, do you think? Well, you know, everything is possible, you know. Uh, I think there is a little bit of a difference between the, 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 my character in the comic book and the one in the movie. I think they, they perhaps wanted to portray me uh, more, more as a ruthless guy. In the in the comic book, he's, he's kind of a not a not he's kind of a funny guy, but he's he's not, he's not really taken people don't doesn't take him seriously. In, in, yes. In, in in the movie, is is a really ruthless guy and he's a very dangerous person, and he loves to fight. He loves violence. He's a mercenary, but he. Um, he doesn't have. He doesn't ask himself before doing anything or going to take on a mission if what he does it's good or bad. He just do it for the money, and he doesn't care. You know, he's a very, very ruthless guy. What's it like to be in one of the most thrilling action sequences ever in a television show? I mean, it was ridiculous how much stuff is going on in that scene. Ah, it's, it was amazing. You know, the, the choreography <laughs> and everything. I have the chance to work with with the best. You know, like like. The whole thing, the Disney, Marvel, the whole franchise, this doesn't get big, bigger than this, you know? And sure. that's for the reason now it's been two years that I'm working very hard on my acting. Every week I'm having acting classes, and camera classes, theater classes, uh, uh, also uh, uh, English classes in order to improve and be able to deliver for the fans. That's wonderful. You have this really crazy close quarters fight with the Falcon. Talk about that and maybe some of the, the things that you had to consider because obviously you bring all of this professional experience and, you know, lots to draw on, but, you know, you, nobody wants to get hurt in a situation like that. Although I, I think Anthony Mackie got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know, it's unfortunate and it's my fault because we... <laughs> You know what? When you fight for real and when you fight for the camera, it's very different. And people think that when you fight, because it's a choreography, it's not dangerous. It could be very dangerous. Sure. The thing is, everything is planned ahead of time. And when something is planned, you've been doing it for a long time, for hours. You know, you repeat, repeat, repeat. And sometimes you plan that the reaction of your partner will be the same as the one previously. But what happens sometimes is when someone, you know, change their reaction, and it, like it, it happened, I, I was throwing a punch and, and he was supposed to duck, but you know, 
Anthony has a lot on his plate, you know, all the line, he has to remember yeah. all the choreography, plus it, 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 was spent, it, it was a very long day, that particular day, and he has to wear a suit that make him sweat like crazy. So, well, a so, suit with wings too, which just blows oh, me away. He's got a fight with wings. It's insane. Yes, on top of that. So I threw yeah. a, like a, a punch and he went under. And when he went under, he, he didn't go down. And I didn't have the time to pull my punch fast enough. So I cut him on the elbow. And oh. he, he's, he's really a tough guy. And we were making, I was making joke after we were laughing about it. And I told him, I said, Anthony, you're the only human being in my life that I've hit and that I have more damage. Because after I hit him, I think I cut him on, on, on the part of my elbow where the nerves are, and my hand was numbs for <laughs> minutes. And, and I told him, I said, man, I don't know what you're made of. You're, you're made of still, you're a, a, a true superhero. It's amazing. That's awesome. Now, all the actors and all the stunt performers in that sequence are wearing these wingsuits and they're diving and jumping all over the place. Have you ever done that? And what do you think about the, the whole idea of wingsuits? Well, I put on the wingsuit, I've jumped off the plane, but the plane was on the ground and it was a crash <laughs> mat where I land. <laughs> I didn't do it in mid-air. The, 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 the people who did that, they were, they were professional. And having incredible, great stunt people, it's like, a, I've been told it's like a secret weapon in the movie business. You oh, know, yeah. it's like, because yeah. these guys, they, they make us look great. You know, a lot of the stuff, I'm a professional fighter, you know, like I've done a lot of a lot of things I do in fighting. I've done it for real. But this is choreography stuff. It's a, it's a different things. And there is a lot of stuff I cannot even perform myself. So I need a stunt double in order to do it. So if you remember one of the fight scene uh, again, when I Batrock fought uh, Steve Rogers, there is yeah. a part in, of, of the scene that he, he, the, the Batrock is doing a bunch of flip on the, in the middle of a concrete. You know, so yeah. they cannot afford to, to hurt the actor because what they need from us is this. So a lot yes. of stuff I can do myself, but then a, a lot of things too, I, ca I cannot risk to do it. Otherwise I might break my, my, my head or my neck landing if I miss uh, my landing, you know? <laughs> so no wingsuits on camera at least. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you fought Cap and you fought Falcon. Is there a Marvel superhero you'd like to be on screen with? Doesn't necessarily have to fight with them, but probably you would fight with them. Who who would you like to uh, go up against? Well, have you seen Vengeance? Uh, Batrock was back for vengeance. You know, he yeah. likes to win. And when you see him take on Captain America, he's using a lot of savat move because that's that's his background in martial art. Yeah. However, when you, the difference is when he fought the Falcon, he, he, he has improved. The reason why I'm saying that is in fighting, we're always saying that you never fight the same fighter twice. You might fight the same name twice, but not the same fighter. Every fight uh. leaves a scar. It could be a good right. thing or it could be a bad thing. In the case of Batrock, it was a good thing because when he fought the Falcon, we see him perform what we call it. It's a technique called a double leg takedown slam. It's a technique that we use in jiu-jitsu and wrestling. It's not a, 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 a savat technique. So that means that he has improved his fighting skills because he knows he's going up against superhero and he need always to use, he need always to, to improve as a fighter and use like, like he does always the element of surprise because he does not have superpower. He just have very strong legs because of his previous training in, in Olympic lifting. That's why we call him the leaper because he can jump so high. 
That's amazing. Is is there a favorite hero that you have in the Marvel Universe? Oh yeah, I, I have a few that I really like. I always like and always found found that the 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 Marvel hero that does not have superpower are for me more charismatic, like Iron Man. What makes Iron Man so good, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Is, is an amazing actor, of course. But what I like about Iron Man, on top of that, that is is an incredible actor that that portray him is the fact that he does not have superpower. And what makes mm. him so good is that he's smart. You know, uh, that's what I like about 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 that. You know, he, he's he's a normal human being, but he just used technology to to accomplish and do it do, do his stuff. You know, and Patrick awesome. is the same way. He's a villain. But does not have superpower. He used gadgets and, and different tactics to take on the superheroes. Well, you didn't die in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and you haven't died in the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Are we seeing Batroc again? Well, one thing I can say is that from now on, my brigade and I will be ready, and we'll make sure the Falcon, if we ever cross paths, doesn't not get lucky like this ever again. Mm, very good. Very good. <laughs> I, never, I never trash talk in my professional career as a fighter. Now I can trash talk as an actor now. It's a lot more fun. <laughs> so Falcon, um, watch out. Watch your back, Falcon. Um, what's it like to work on the show compared to the film? Is it? A, did it feel the same or was it a little bit different? Uh, it, it, it was, to me, it feels like it was a, a six hour long movie. That's how it mm. feels to me. The, the, the budget they have, the, the it's just incredible. It, it's as big as it gets. And to be able to work with, to be the, 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 the in Captain America, I was, I was with the Russo brother and they yeah. really helped me, you know, because at that time I didn't, I didn't know really much about acting. You know, I, I didn't, I, I didn't take class. I was focusing on, on my professional MMA career. Now it's been two years that I work very hard on my acting skills every week you know to improve that to be able to deliver for the fans and i had the chance once again to work with an incredible director like carrie scroglin was amazing to me she gave me great guidance and was able to provide me with 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 with, with good uh, knowledge in order to perform uh, the task better you know as a character in order to make my emotion come out and make me make me look more ruthless well, you were great. It was a great surprise, and I'm so happy for you. Continued success. Keep kicking ass, GSP. You rock, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Welcome to the show, Kari Skogland. You know her work from fantastic series like The Walking Dead and Vikings and The Punisher, but most recently, the wonderful The Falcon and The Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Kari, uh, I have to tell you, it is a an absolute thrill to speak with you because I feel like this show is a bit of magic that's happening on my TV every week. Oh. And uh, you're all doing such wonderful work in this series. It's so much fun to escape into this world, especially as a, a longtime comic nerd like myself who spent all of his paper route money on comic books. And now we get shows like this. I cannot believe it. Uh, talk to me about you know, finding your way to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Was this something that was long in gestation? You working with Marvel or? Uh, well, we had come quickly back and forth on a couple of projects. And um, then this one came along and they asked me, you know, what my thoughts were. And, and I went in and presented my ideas. And from the beginning, I really felt it was the most important show of the century. 
It was going to talk about themes and ideas and present and really take what a hero has been and look at what it might need to be, what, what the relevance of a, of a hero in the, the, you know, the classic, the cornerstone to the, the mother of all, you know, superheroes or the father of all superheroes is Captain America. And yeah. uh, we were going to really look at that. And, and that to me made it important, not just from the racially charged um, conversation that we were going to embrace, but also just simply what is a hero, what does a hero need to be? Uh, if it was born of the need for to be a soldier warrior, that has changed. And I think even as 9-11, as far back, and much earlier, I suppose, but 9-11 was one of the seminal moments where a hero evolved to be a first responder. And then from there, you know, frontline worker, and that became even more relevant as we were shooting through the pandemic. So that conversation is very much a part of the DNA of what we what we are seeing. And I felt that to be very, very important, not just for, you know, as a, as a construct, for the MCU world, but for all of us as fans and for the world at large. Yeah, it's not lost on me that we're recording this interview uh, during the last days of the uh, the Derek Chauvin, uh, George Floyd uh, trial that's happening right now. And there are some really uh, important statements about uh, black representation and how Sam Wilson figures into the world of the MCU, but the world in general. and. Uh, you know, it's complicated material to tackle, but I think it speaks to the value of the the MCU and comic books and how they can kind of speak to broader themes and important messaging that we all need to hear, no matter how complicated it is, right? Exactly. We also uh, minimize the use of guns, if you'll notice. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, the action sequences um, are not uh, fighting for fighting's sake, violence for violence sake. They're always story or character motivated. They're fun, you know, I mean, obviously, and that's part of what we love about MCU, but we also try to really give each one of them its own unique um, quality, I guess. Uh, and so you'll you'll note a shift in that as well. So uh, yes, this is the messaging that we need to now start to embrace. And and through, uh, it's I call it vitamins in the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's a great analogy. And what's really interesting also, of course, is that Captain America is working overseas. And there's a, a statement about, you know, America's symbolism on the international stage there as well. And and you did you shot overseas as well. What was it like to bring the production from Atlanta to uh, to Europe and and kind of roll with all of the, the changes there? Well, I, I do a lot of work in Europe. So this was, um, uh, for me, you know, very easy. Um, mm. What was great was opening up the international, you know, scope of it yes. on the visual side. Um, and I think it really made a big difference because we of these themes we were talking about, imperialism being one of them, yeah. uh, you know, that we had to sort of take it out of our... our normal comfort zone imagery and really yeah. Europe. And I guess it's one of the one of the first that does that um, uh, in a big scale. I suppose Spider-Man has as well, but um, it, we really embrace the scenery and I wanted it to be to have that feel, that international scope and, and thriller quality. So uh, they were very, very welcoming over there as well, which was terrific. 
That's amazing. And, and your international cast is fantastic as well. There's like really nice little nuggets of surprise in every corner. Was this what you were anticipating when you were talking to Marvel about working on the show? Were you Did you get what you bargained for or was it more or was it different? No, no, it was great. I mean, I uh, besides pinching myself every day going into work or and definitely that, you know, when I got the call, hey, they want to, you know, you, you want to work with you on this. I, um, you know, just celebrated for a week. Uh, I think the... Uh, for me, it was, yes, a bit of a learning curve because I hadn't worked at this scale or yeah. scope before. Um, but it was a terrific place to work. They're very supportive and very um, uh, embracing. But I also think my ideas came in as well. They, The reason they wanted to work with me was in part because they had not done a six-hour movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And I had, and they felt like I could maybe bring something to the party in terms of what that was. Now, truthfully, we just made it like a big movie. So I don't know that um, I brought so much the, to uh, any, you know, earth shattering new ways of doing things. But um, definitely there was, there's a path of discovery that they want to go on and they, and they want you as a filmmaker to make it your show and to really bring what your um sensibilities are that's why you've been you know asked to join the 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 world is to bring what you do so there's no limits you know there's it's just all about doing the best you making it the best it can possibly be that's, that's awesome you know invigorating I've read some reports that there were some changes um, in in the storytelling because of what the pandemic kind of meant to the production. Is that true? Did it evolve a little bit, or was it kind of always in this oh, direction? No, it was, we were always uh, talking about. We were always in you know because you can't you can't pivot that much. Uh, so we yeah. were well into it um, when the pandemic hit and all that. Having said that, we went into post and we definitely sharpened our pencil. Um, because by then we were able to, uh, we, we had the scene, we had most of it shot, about 75% of it. And so then when we went back to do um, the final days that we hadn't shot yet, I think we probably streamlined, but the story never changed, which was just, I guess, um, testimony to how relevant without, without intentionally, I mean, I guess when I say that we were intentionally trying to be relevant. But yeah. uh, we never guessed how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we <were gonna> do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the the whole refugee kind of storytelling and, and storyline there is just amazing and topical as well. Uh, let's talk about your performers that you got to work with. Had you been able to work with them, either of uh, of these cast members at any point in your career before, or was this all brand new territory for oh, you? Well, Clay Bennett, um, I had worked with him in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, knew him and in fact suggested him for the role and, and he did a great job um, but nobody else no so it was all new and it was terrific because uh, as being we hadn't worked together and they were also going to go on you know these new paths for the characters so it meant yeah. that we could do it together and I wasn't bringing any baggage of previous um, you know previous Marvel work which was important because this wanted to have its own look, feel, and be very grounded. And that's, uh, uh, so I came, you know, with, with absolutely no preconceived anything. And I think that was important. 
Well, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan definitely have not baggage, but experience in Marvel. And was that a benefit or a bit of a curse, maybe? Was there a little bit of an expectation of how things would go and you shook things up a little bit? How did that work? I think I did. I I mean, I think they were willing too. I mean, it's not like I came in and said, oh, no, we're not going to do it that way. But I think uh, because I didn't have the, the, the baggage, and they also really definitely wanted to explore the characters in ways that they hadn't before. So we right. Not only freshen them up, but to um, find out who they were. Because yeah. you know, any performer uh, at some level, y- you're doing the same thing again and again, right? If you're if that character yep. is a recurring character who hasn't been able to get outside the box. So for Bucky in particular, you know, he we were going to meet for Sebastian who was going to, you know go inside this character in a way that we had ne- never seen before. I think yeah. it was a bit terrifying for him because he wanted to ma- make it right for sure. But this character was suddenly vulnerable. He got from this, you know, very, uh, which he built, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. he really was part of building who that was. And so for us to completely tear that apart uh, was I'm sure for him feeling like he was, you know, jumping off a cliff every day. Um, Anthony, the same, you know, we were now going inside his family and meeting a superhero who wasn't coping well with his own family. Yeah. The minutiae, he could do big world stuff, but the minutiae, he wasn't doing so well at. Uh, so that too meant um, for him to dig deep into uh, other sides to that character that he'd never explored. So it was just really, um, you know, very challenging but so so satisfying well there are two phenomenal characters that were just so important in the captain america lore and all the marvel movie storytelling but we all wanted more and it seems like a gift to the performers and to everybody involved in the show but also to fans because we got that relationship this is a bit new for marvel too and so they loved it so they'll you know that's why they suddenly loved the six hour space so that they could they could present the characters in a much more rounded way. Sorry. Well, that's amazing. I, I want to talk about Wyatt Russell because I think he is the uh, the true great revelation. He's uh, he's doing an amazing job in this role. Like, you just love to hate him. He's just, I you know, know, he's on all sides. I, I <laughs> As an actor, I mean, how do you feel when, when you're just universally hated like that? Yeah. Uh, but we will come to love him, I'm sure. We love to hate him. Uh, he's, yeah. you know, he has brought such nuance to it and such authenticity. Yep. I, I never wanted to love to hate him, <laughs> honestly. I wanted yep. to feel that he wanted to be the best he could possibly be. Yes. But he did not. He does not have that that soul, you know, inside mm-hmm. him that it's makes him... beat out of him. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I yeah. think in the episode five, when yep. he's in front of the tribunal... Uh, and we get inside his head a little bit and we realize, oh my God, you know, that there's a real human in there who was built by yep. the process, by the, you know, and he says, and you abandoned me. And he's right. Yeah, was, he was just doing what he was told to do. Yeah, and- the, whole, the, the veteran affairs kind of aspect of all of this. You have a very interesting perspective because you've worked on a Marvel television show with Marvel, but a different brand it was the punisher and and i'm wondering what the difference is working on the punisher and the falcon and the winter soldier well it couldn't be more different i mean the punisher was actually uh, not marvel it was mm. disney 
And so it was a very different team. The Marvel team is um, all feature. So this is their first television. So they made uh, it like a feature and they brought that sensibility and that thought process and that execution process. The Punisher, which was done more like a more traditional television show episodically and didn't have the grand scope and scale or the budget. Um, so it was quite an extraordinarily different experience. What are you hoping that audiences come away with after they've watched all of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? It'd be great if they came away with discussion. Uh, you know, what the the whole premise of if you're going to dive into some of the themes we dive into, imperialism, racism, elitism, all, all these very heady kind of conversations, yeah. then uh, and not tie it up in a nice, neat little bow. Uh, I think if we've moved the needle of discussion, um, of awareness, if we've illuminated or enlightened anybody in the process to, to think deeply and to ponder, then, then we have been successful. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kari. Fantastic to meet you. And uh, thank you for your work on, on this exceptional show. Oh, thank you. Uh, enjoy, enjoy episode six.